0: Hello, principals, and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I am an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow.
1: And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and also a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. I still haven't gotten good, Rachel, at saying it fast, NAESP, because then I just feel like you can't understand it. In my brain, I'm saying it slow, NAESP. Does it sound slow when I say it?
0: Well, you're, you're an enunciator by nature, even when you speak. So I would say it's on par with the rest of how you converse with others in the world. Okay, good. good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I love this. Well, you know what? Adam and I, we're always excited to visit with you guys, to spend time with you and to bring you this episode of the. N-A-E-S-P. I ah. felt like a cheerleader right there for a second. Uh, so we can talk about real ideas with some amazing principles and even assistant principles to help make your leadership stronger and help you be more innovative and help navigate that curve of leadership.
1: Yeah, it's a curve for sure. And today on the show, super excited, we have Karis Eccles, do yourself a favor, go to Twitter at Karis, C-A-R-I-S-E, and then Eccles, E-C-H-O-L-S. Karis is the assistant principal of the year for... Arkansas which huge props there and secondly Karis is also going to be a principal starting this summer she's making that transition from assistant principal to principal and we're going to like have a big focus on that for the conversation today but Karis welcome to the podcast for the people out there that don't know who you are just introduce yourself and uh, tell us about yourself
2: Thank you for having me. Um, I am Karis Eccles, born and raised in Arkansas. I have um, been an assistant principal for three years, moving into the principal role this summer. Um, i taught in the classroom for, oh gosh, I think six years before moving into AP role. So super excited just for all of the things that have come into my life and just super excited to step into that new role of running my own building. It's scary, but I am so excited to put my foot forward.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. I uh, I get it. I remember the time when I was an assistant principal to being a principal, and it's it's a little nervy, you know. It's a little nervy because now you are the person, and but we also know you have a person at home. Your your husband is a principal too, just finishing his first year. So you're gonna do everything that he did that was successful, and everything that he didn't, you're you're gonna do differently, something like that, right?
2: That is correct. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Uh, How are you feeling about being AP of the year and starting a principal job this summer? Like, how are you feeling Uh, about it all?
2: It truly caught me by surprise. Um, Just a random day of work. And my current principal was like, hey, um, some central office peeps are coming over. They just want to see the awesome things we're doing. So I'm wearing a suit. So let's dress up. So thankfully, I dressed up and didn't look crazy. (laughs) So uh, super excited. Very uh, surprised, as I could say, my entire family was there, my friends were there. So it it was a very big deal for me. Um, Just super honored as well to be, you know, AP of Arkansas. I think that's a huge deal. And I know there are many other awesome principals in the state of Arkansas who, who, you know, very well could have won the award or were deserving of the award. So I'm very thankful for that. Very thankful.
0: Well, that is awesome and congratulations again. Thank you. Um, so we talk a lot with aspiring leaders and aspiring principals. And you know, with yeah. you just coming off interviews and that entire process and knowing you're moving into a fantastic role as a principal next year, uh, what advice do you have for people getting the job?
2: Getting the job for, for building principal, the advice I would have if they are um, currently an assistant principal. I think it is so important to learn all of, all that you can from your from your building principal at that time, or however long you have been there. Learning the budget, learning how to handle difficult conversations with parents and teachers, and even students. Um, learning how to navigate and balance your work life versus your personal life—that's so important because. As AP, we don't do everything that the principal does, but when you step into that role, you want to know how to manage and balance that life because it's a, a different ball game. Um, I think it's important as well to take um, leadership roles as well. So um, stepping out, doing professional development for teachers, stepping back into the classroom, asking, can you, you know, read a story, a model, a lesson for a teacher? Um, I think it's very important that we never forget what it's like to be in the classroom because that's what teachers want the most in a leader. They want someone who understands what it's like to be in their shoes and be in a classroom with students, whether that be 25 students, 20 students, or 28 students. So someone who never forgets. And one other thing that's really big for me um, when I see – maybe a position or something and someone's interested or a friend who may be stepping into AP or want, you know, want to be an assistant principal is their resume. Your resume says a lot about who you are. That's what that's the first thing that they're probably going to look at when they're looking at your application is your resume. Does it look welcoming? Is it fun? Um, does it look boring? <laughs> you know, maybe have a picture, maybe have a timeline of what you guys are doing. So um, I think that is one key important factor of, of stepping up in, into a leadership role. It's to sell yourself. You have to sell yourself and be honest. Be very honest with who you are and what you know and what you don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I have a follow-up question. Rachel is usually the one with the follow-up questions, but I have one now. So you've gotten past the resume and now you're in the interview. And, and I've always struggled, not personally, because I feel like, like you, Karis, so you're laughing and kind of being yourself. Uh, On a professional way in the interview, what about people that are really nervous and they can do the job and you know them and you're on the other side of the table maybe you're like you're the one interviewing and they're like gosh this person is not acting like them I know them, how did you approach practicing prepping getting ready and then actually executing in the interview because you know I hate like the saying like the it's the hot seat like I don't want to be hot I want you to get to know me to see if I'd be a good fit and everybody's personality is a little bit different um, with that so what did you do to prepare for that to maybe be yourself also obviously while being professional um, but maybe not overthink it so you actually let the people know who you really are any advice you have
2: yes well i am typically i'm shy in certain instances like i'm not a big public speaker i don't want to talk in front of thousands of people i mean i could but my voice will probably shake and my hands will be splitting so <laughs> um one of the the tricks that i do is if i'm interviewing i always like have a pen or something in my hand and i feel like that keeps me i don't know i just feel like it helps me stay focused for some reason so if you need to bring a notebook or something, have something with you so that it's not just you and you're just, you know, sweating and a nervous wreck. So I tend to have a pen. That's that's a trick that someone um, very dear to my heart taught me. She was like, I, I think you're nervous. Why don't you hold something? And ever since then, I do fine. So um, I think just finding what works for you in that aspect. And I also think it's important for, this is not so much advice for someone interviewing, but the people who are conducting the interview, the team, the committee, makes a person feel welcome. Don't just sit there and ask them questions and stare at them and, and make it seem like you're not interested in what they have to say. I think that is so important as well. <laughs> Don't be Debbie Downer, whether they're doing good or not. Make them feel welcome and make them feel comfortable because then you will truly understand the person and their personality come out in your
0: interview. I appreciate you mentioning that last bit. That's a a pet peeve of mine when you're going through that interview process on either side and the whole committee has that blank, like flat affect and they're just staring at you yes. and you can't read them. Like, even if you don't like what I'm saying, can you at least pretend? It's awful. I don't know why people do that. Maybe to stay neutral, but it drives me bonkers. That's so right. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm curious what made you realize it was the time to take that leap and apply for that principal job you were doing a stellar job obviously your assistant principal of the year for your state i mean you're rocking and rolling what made you want to take that that leap that next step
2: yeah well um my entire um uh, my husband like i said he he's a principal as well so ap he went into it i think two years before i did His whole family, his parents are all educators from uh, superintendents, assistants, all of that good stuff. My sister-in-law is an assistant superintendent. My brother-in-law is athletic director. So education is all I know. Yes. (laughs) Um, My dad works for a different school district, but here in Arkansas as well. So education is what I know. I always knew that I wanted to come out of the classroom and I wanted to support teachers, but also... um, be there for a wide range of students and not just the students within my classroom. So that is ultimately why I went into um, assistant principalship or principalship. I think that um, one of the key factors for me in moving from AP to principalship was that I felt like it was time. And I know that three years may not seem, seem like a long time as assistant principal, but I had an opportunity to apply for a job Previously, before the one that I got, and I didn't because I didn't feel the nudge. I didn't feel like that was a school for me. I didn't feel like that God was telling me to do that. But then once this one opened up, I just felt calm. And I think you get a sense of calmness when you're moving into a new role. And if it feels easy or it just feels like it's for you, then it's going to happen regardless of who applies or who doesn't. So that's exactly how I went into it. I prayed about it and I felt calm. And sure enough, I got it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I really can't give you any more than that. That's exactly how
1: it happened. Yeah. I, 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 I get you on that. It's the feeling, you know, you feel if the yeah. school is right. You feel if a district is right. You feel, you know, if the time is right. And uh, speaking of time, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be moving in to your new office this summer. What is your plan, Karis, oh. this summer for getting ready And what's your plan for the first month on the job?
2: Man, my plan for this summer and getting ready first is to move all of my mess (laughs) out of my current office (laughs) over into my new one. Um, I have already spoken with the current building principal. I've met with her multiple times. Uh, I think it's just been a good time for us to uh, fill each other out, see what she's done, take away the things that I want to keep and um, implement new things, but also not trying to come in and change the whole shebang of what the school currently has. So my goal is to first move in, get comfortable, um, and then I I want to start with meeting with the individual teacher groups. Each grade level, each custodian, each cafeteria worker, um, the secretaries of the school, the parents, I want to individually meet with each person and then also meet with them as a group so that they can get to know me and I can get to know them and we can go over expectations or even just personalities. What do you like to do on the weekend? I think it's important that they know me personally as well as professionally. So that's my number one goal. And then tackle those things that um, I've um, applied on my 30, 60 and 90 day plan. And that is one other thing I will say that you need to have when you go into an interview. That's gonna be a great question that they ask you is what is your 30, 60 and 90 day plan? And if you don't know, ask someone before you go into that interview, because it's so important that you have an idea of how you're going to make this building be successful. So I start tackling some things on there as well um, to get it up and running and get ready for back to school professional development and meet and greet because the parents and families and um, community of that particular area, they don't know who I am. And I would love to get to know them and show my face and show my family. So I think that's important as well. Building relationships is the key.
0: <laughs> Those are great thoughts. Great ideas. Um, I love the fact that you're going to meet one-on-one with everyone. I think there's so much validity to that and connection Absolutely. and relationship building. Um, I want to loop back to you after you've done all of yours, because I want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, I love, I do that too. And I love them, but sometimes I'm so baffled because like, it's, it all of a sudden gave everyone permission to throw everybody under the bus so it's fascinating to see like who narks on other people or what they <laughs> say about the previous leader even though they like adored them it's yeah. just a, like a fascinating science experiment in some ways yep. <laughs> it is um, all right so thinking along the lines of summer are you going to be at NAESP's national conference in Louisville yes I will be there
2: I'm awesome. excited <laughs> so Adam and I will be as well have you been before I have not, I don't think I've ever been to Kentucky. So I am just super excited to explore the city. Too. Mm-hmm. I'm networking! I'm not, yeah. yeah,
0: Kentucky is new for me as well. So, okay, I'm curious. Um, what are your top two things that you're looking forward to
2: with the conference? Oh my gosh. Hearing the awesome speakers and networking. I love to meet new people from all over because I love to steal their ideas. (laughs) I love it.
0: There's dynamite speakers that are lined up and I can't underscore the importance of networking enough. Um, Education is a small world, even when you look at nationwide and we're better together and to be able to meet people face-to-face and build those relationships, you can't honestly put a price tag on it. So I'm excited to meet you in person there. We'll have to definitely hook up all three of us. So- Absolutely. I can't wait. Yay. Well, folks, that wraps up our episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast. If you haven't signed up for Louisville yet, you need to. There's still time. Flights are filling up, though, so you need to book quick, quick, quick. Um, There's probably ESSER money or Title IIA money that you can use through your district to help finance that professional development opportunity. If you want to learn more about NAESP, head to naesp.org, and we will see you next time. Thank you.